0: Hi, and welcome to the iPhone Life Podcast. I'm Donna Cleveland, Editor-in-Chief at iPhone Life.
1: And I'm David Auverbach CEO and publisher.
0: We are having an unusual episode today where we're reporting on CES 2021. That's the uh, Consumer Electronics Show. But instead of our annual trip to Las Vegas, like we usually do and reporting live from the show, we are uh, reporting as usual from Zoom these days. And we have been in Zoom sessions all week attending virtual ces so to be totally honest it has not been as much fun or as exciting as past years because um, you know you only can learn so much about products seeing a demo over zoom but nevertheless we have a roundup of award winners that we've chosen (laughs) Um, there are a some cool products that we are excited to share with you but um it definitely you know as 2020 and 2021 seem to be it's definitely a little different <laughs>
1: a little different i never thought that i would miss vegas so much
0: <laughs> i know yeah like trade shows are not always the easiest thing to do it's a pretty big burnout for all of us but we we do have a lot of fun and it's good
1: yeah i hate building. vegas and <laughs> i always sort of dread CS yes, because it's like such a grind and then it Now that it's gone, I'm like really missing it because it is is fun and it does allow us to bring all of you guys some really great products. And we got some great products for you, but what we're missing is that hands-on experience. So we'll do our best to cover it the best we can, but we can't just, we don't have the same like, oh, we held it, it looked cool. And that actually, I find, makes a big difference in our coverage because it's one thing to see a picture of something. It's another thing to like put the headphones in your ears and see how they fit and see how the sound is, all that stuff.
0: Yeah, I know. So that's our little disclaimer that we, <laughs> we didn't get to do that this year. Um, so we'll be getting to our CES coverage shortly, but first we wanted to send a message from our sponsor and um, also we'll, we have a daily tip we want to share with you.
1: Yeah, so today's sponsor is Skosh, uh, and I'm going to tell you about their base links charging system, which is really cool. Uh, It's a really unique product. Basically what it is, is it's uh, a docking system, but it's modular. So you can build it out to whatever products you have. And I have one and I love it uh, because as you might expect, I have like so many Apple products and my family has so many Apple products and i it's just a mess of cables and when we're trying to charge, my partner's always taking my Apple Watch off and putting her Apple Watch on and all sorts of like fighting over chargers. So this is a good solution for that because basically how it works is you go on their website and you, you buy each module and it all connects into one unit so that you can have like uh, you can have the wireless charger for your iPhone, you can have the puck for your Apple Watch, and it also has this really cool little um, place where you can put products that aren't Apple or that may not wirelessly charge, so you can charge, I'll put my Kindle there, and things like that. Um, so make sure you check it out, uh, the website's scosh.com and that is O S C E. H E. I know it's a little tricky. We'll put a link to it in the show notes too at iPhoneLife.com slash podcast.
0: Awesome. And uh, so the tip I wanted to share with you all today, as you know, we have a daily tip newsletter where we teach you something cool you can do with your iPhone in one minute a day. So if you go to iPhoneLife.com slash daily tips, you can sign up for our newsletter there. Uh, And as we also like to share in our episodes, just what was a recent tip that we particularly liked. So I have a tip I would like to share with you today, and that's how to only be notified of text messages where you've been mentioned. Mm.
1: Uh, And
0: this is a feature that came out with iOS 14, so it's pretty new. Um, Just to back up and tell you about the feature in case you haven't used it yet. Now when you're typing out, or um, when you're writing a message to someone, you can use the at symbol before their name, a name that has to be in your contacts. And that person will get a not- an extra notification telling them that they were mentioned. And th- like the purpose of this basically is um, in a group message, you can be asking questions and they can get lost really easily as a bunch of people are contributing. So this just helps you make like, your message stand out. Um, so if you go into your messages settings, tap the settings icon, tap messages, Under Mentions, you can toggle on Notify Me. This is on by default, and that means you'll be notified if someone mentions you. So now that you have that on, if you go into your text message thread, go to the thread for that group message, and if you swipe left on it, just tap the little bell icon with a slash through it. Um, That means that's Do Not Disturb. That means you're not going to get notifi- notified of any messages in that group thread unless you were mentioned. So this just helps you cut down on extra clutter. But it does mean this tip is only good if people in your group chat are you- making use of this new feature and know about it. So That's I wanted to ask you, David, like, I think this is a great feature, but I, I notice like, sometimes it takes a while for people to... Adopt a new feature, and sometimes they don't at all. And mentions is one of those things. Like I've started using it in group chats, but I haven't noticed other people mentioning me. Um, (laughs) I'm sorry,
1: Donna. I'll mention (laughs) you in group chats.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I know. This is really just me complaining about my friends not making me feel special.
1: (laughs) Um, Okay. I so yeah. I have the same. I had the same thought as you're talking about. So if a few. A few thoughts here. Number one, like you said, sometimes adoption takes a while. Because I remember when the respond to a message feature came out where you can like heart it or thumbs up it. We we had a similar conversation where we were like, it seems like it's promising, but nobody's using it. Uh, now I see everybody using it. How about you? Like, I feel like it's a very like adopted feature.
0: Totally. Like, I... Even my mom uses it, and she's a very late adopter. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I,
1: I notice it a lot because if I'm ever messaging somebody who has an Android, it's so annoying because I find myself really wanting to use that response. So I kind of hope that this feature kind of takes that same trajectory and it adop- adoption increases. Um, but yeah, right now it really doesn't seem to be increasing. Like I don't see people tagging very much. Um, And it's a nice feature because I do, like, if you are, and different people have different use cases for group messages, but I know you and I both have, like, friend groups who have group message threads going, and they'll be chatting all day, and sometimes I want to tune it out, but if they ask me something, I want to be able to look and respond, Um, and so it, it would be a nice feature, but yeah, you kind of have to, if you're willing to turn off your notifications for that, you have to train your friends to tag you (laughs) or make better friends, Donna. No, just kidding.
0: (laughs) That being said, like even before this mention feature came out, I very frequently use this do not disturb feature for group chats because like, you're still going to see that little blue dot next to the chat that lets you know that new messages have come in. Um, And so. I just go in like periodically throughout the day and catch up on group threads that I'm part of but I don't want to be inundated with like 50 new message banners showing up at the top of my phone so I recommend going through and doing that for your group threads no matter what honestly. And
1: you can you can turn it off for a time period correct like you can say turn it off for the next hour or for the next day.
0: How do you do that I actually don't know.
1: i actually i thought you could but now let me uh let me see if i can do it um i mean maybe I do that's something you can do,
0: like when it's first coming in you know like no you-
1: i i think i lied honestly let me see yeah i lied it won't so yeah you have to remember to turn it back on um and you, so you yeah do
0: not disturb for group chats <sighs>
1: I don't, but it's because I don't trust myself. (laughs) Like, you have to just remember to check it. And like, it's a totally functional system. Like, if you just think of it like emails, where I don't get notified every time I get an email, but I remember to check my email. Believe it or not, I do check my email despite my 200,000 unread messages. (laughs) Um, But it totally works as long as you remember to check it. But I just don't ever remember to... Like, if I turn off a notification, it's like, I will never hear that person will never hear from me again
0: (laughs) (laughs) yeah okay well it's this is a good tip for people just to know about you have to like take stock of your own user behavior and make a choice of what makes sense for you but it's nice to know your options also start using mentions and I think it'd be fun to make this a question of the week do you use message mentions and email podcasts at iPhoneLife.com and let us know
1: and do you use, uh, do you silence your group conversations? I'd be curious about that as well. Um, can yeah. I tell you my biggest pet peeve? Have you ever had this happen where like you're waiting on a text that's important to you and you're like really like you have, you're anxious about it and then you have another conversation going with your friends and a group message and it's just constant. So every time a text <laughs> comes in, you're like checking your phone to be like, oh, have I heard back? Oh,
0: <laughs> yes, that happens to me all the time.
1: It drives me insane.
0: (laughs) I feel like in general, texting and waiting for texts, it can be very anxiety-inducing.
1: Can I tell you some other, another user behavior I've noticed that seems to be split amongst generations? Mm -hmm. Our generation, like if you call somebody, will you just call them or will you text them and ask them if you can call first?
0: Um, I probably just call them. I just call them, but I like it when other people give me a heads up. Okay, because I know like,
1: I will never call somebody. I will text them and ask them permission before calling. But I think that's like a a millennial thing. I think I think boomers will just call. (laughs) At least my parents just call me.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I was gonna say, I do think that um, I've gotten to a point where I feel a little invaded. Like if people call me out of the blue, it feels like, I don't know, it feels a little rude or harsh or something. (laughs) <laughs> Which is weird. <laughs> That's what you I'm know? saying.
1: Here's where I draw a line. Like, I think you, I think it's still appropriate to call out of the blue. Face timing, I don't think it's appropriate to FaceTime out of the blue. Like, if I'm going to show my face, I want some warning.
0: Yeah, I know. The only person I make an exception for with that is my nephew, my seven-year-old nephew, um was like FaceTiming me every five minutes the other day to like show me different, I don't know, him like roller skating in the basement and stuff like that. That was pretty cute, but.
1: (laughs) We don't have the same social politeness expectations of seven-year-olds, I think.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I guess I think with FaceTime, especially with the pandemic now, there's been a a bit of a shift where both with Zoom and FaceTime, like that's like a scheduled hangout. So Mm -hmm. you wouldn't just FaceTime someone out of the blue that's like showing up to their house. Uninvited, Like, I mean, at least with my sisters, we've, we've set up now like weekly FaceTime dates where we're having our coffee as it's like similar to if, if we, we were doing it in person. So, yeah, you would never do that without scheduling it ahead of time or asking I think, permission.
1: I think we're going to get a lot of opinions on this one because I, I don't I agree I with you, but I think... I think we might be in the minority here, but, uh, send us an email on this if you want as well. It's, it's like a unofficial question. If you just want to disagree with us for fun, send us an email yeah. on podcast at iPhoneLife.com. But let's, I really took us off topic there. Let's bring us back.
0: <laughs> yeah. But no, it is a good question. Is FaceTiming unannounced us like a social faux pas? <laughs>
1: I I think it is like it happened the other day, and I was driving. I would have answered if they just normally called me, but I'm not going to FaceTime while driving. Yeah, as an example.
0: Um. Okay. So th- this was where we wanted us to bring us back to what we're talking about. Yeah, we're about gonna before. we're gonna
1: tell people that they should subscribe to iPhone Life Insider now. I believe.
0: Yes. Okay. So uh, <laughs> we have a premium subscription called iPhone Life Insider, and. It's amazing, <laughs> and you should subscribe. <laughs> now, um, if you go to iphonelife.com slash podcast discount, we have a special discount just for our podcast listeners that layers on top of a senior discount we also have, which gives you 10% off your subscription. So that's really gives you a great value for this subscription, which includes a ton of features that help you really master your Apple devices. So we have in-depth video guides, We have virtual courses that you get unlimited access to with um, instructors and live sessions. You also get a video version of our daily tip. So you get a one-minute video every day that you can follow along with on your phone instead of having to read the article. Um, And we also have access to our full archive of iPhone Life magazine, which has been around for 10 years. You get access to all of the back issues plus all of the new issues. And you have access to our experts, so whenever you have tech problems, you can contact us and we'll give you one-on-one attention to help you find a solution to your problems. So taken in, like we have a ton of cool features that are, that are included with this, but really like all taken together, we make sure that you feel very like taken care of with your Apple devices and that you um, have access to all the information you need to really get the most out of these amazing devices that can do so much if you if you know how. So, iphonelife.com slash podcastist discount is where you can go to get your special podcast listener deal for, for uh, tuning into the podcast.
1: And I wanna just promote a, a couple guides that are coming out later this month yes. or early next month that are really gonna be exciting. The first one is our AirPods guide. So we started out making we we thought we were gonna make a mini guide for AirPods because you know you, the the best part of AirPods is they're simple. You throw them in your ears and they work turns out there are so many hidden features that we now have. I think this guide is over 30 videos. It's definitely over 20 videos. It's a lot. And there's so many cool things you can do to customize AirPods. So if you just got AirPods over the holidays, or if you have them at all, and you want to really get the most out of them, this guide's coming out soon. So you can subscribe now and you'll access it the day it comes out. Also, we have a fundamentals guide that we're updating now. Um, so we're going to have the 2021 iPhone fundamentals guide. So if you're someone who listens to this podcast, you enjoy it, but we, you feel like we go a little fast for you. You're like, wait, you're telling me how to tag somebody in group messages, but how do I even do a group message? <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> or how do I manage my notifications at all? We've got you covered. So go ahead and subscribe to iPhone Life Insider, and we're going to walk you through from the very basics all the way through to the core functionality that you need. Um, and so that guide, we have it now, but it's actually about to be updated for 2021 with all the cool new iOS 14 things. Um, so that's those are both coming out soon. iPhoneLife.com slash podcast discount.
0: Cool. Thanks, David. Yes. And so I think we are ready now to get into our CES coverage. Yes. Very exciting. I wanted first just to talk about like each year at the Consumer Electronics Show, there's sort of themes mm-hmm. of... the the type of tech that's coming out. So I thought we could talk about that first.
1: Yeah. The big one that... Can I actually back us up and start all the way at the beginning? Because I I know we talk about this each year, but hopefully we have new listeners. (laughs) So Consumer Electronics Show happens annually, typically in Las Vegas, and it's been happening for i think 50 60 years at this point and it's sort of the marquee event for consumer electronics and usually that's where most of the tech companies unveil their new products and so over as we were saying over one hundred fifty thousand people attend this show and you usually walk around and we cover it and we check out what are the cool new iphone products coming out this year um so i just wanted to start with that as a background obviously as we talked about this year is different it's all digital um so we're kind of having meeting zoom meetings with people we're browsing their like online portal uh and using that to cover the show
0: yes very <laughs> very unusual but um I, it has still been like we still I'm, I'm impressed they made it work i'll just put it that yeah, way
1: that's fair <laughs>
0: but yeah yeah, so in terms of themes, though, of the, the types of products we're seeing, a, um, a lot of products are just surrounding COVID, mm. like antimicrobial products, uh, different sprays, uh, UVC lights that clean your office space, um, stuff like that, um, just sort of like trying to adapt technology to a world where we're trying to avoid spreading of this virus.
1: Yeah, I was going to say that was one of my big takeaways, too, was that, yeah, everybody we talked to had at least, I mean, every product was antimicrobial now. Everybody had sort of this, like, we're a tech company, but also here's a UV light or here's a spray. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And I think the other theme, which was a little bit sadder, was... I think innovation slowed a little bit in 2020. We talked to a lot of companies who every year introduce new products and they didn't have anything this year just because they were trying to get through the year like the rest of us. So it'll be interesting. I think that'll be one of the lingering things that you don't think about. But I think we'll probably see a, a few less exciting new products in 2021 than we would have because those would have been developed in 2020 and production slowed in China and worse, you know, the... Uh, manufacturing slowed in China, China, productions slowed here in terms of developing products. And so it's a little bit slower of a cycle this year, I felt.
0: Yeah, I think that's definitely true. Also, I mean, just because they went virtual is the reason, but um, tons of the companies we usually went and visited weren't even exhibiting at CES. Probably like a quarter or less of them were exhibiting.
1: Yeah, that's Um, true
0: which some of that is like, you know, they're probably just weighing like with with these virtual Zoom rooms and stuff like goes, it worth their time? Um, Yeah. And it might have be less COVID related. Um, But yeah, other other themes of CES was just um, working from home solutions, also Mm -hmm. pandemic related. But um, my guess is that even once the pandemic is over, a lot more people will be working from home at least part of the time. And so... Like technology, definitely, there's a lot of opportunity there for products that make it easier to work remote. Um, and so that's been, that's been an overarching trend as well. There, in ter- like this isn't really in our space, but every year that I've been to CES, there's been a lot of smart home products. Um, I mean, smart home is in our space and like autonomous cars and stuff like that. And I definitely was seeing online other roundups about those types of products that was less what we'll be focusing on in our awards because it's not as relevant to us. But that's always kind of fun to see. Yeah. And cool, huge screens and stuff like screen TVs.
1: The other major like that. trend that I noticed that's very much in our space, which I was really excited about, I'm excited about technology in general, is uh, MagSafe. Everybody was mm-hmm. having MagSafe solutions. And I actually, part of why I was excited about it is like, i i think magsafe was cool i like some of the accessories apple came out with but it has so much potential and seeing what the third parties are starting to do with it is really cool so as an example um especially because i don't know that they won an award popsockets has a magsafe uh has a magsafe popsocket now and there's so many cool things like that where like I don't have a, a pop socket on my phone because 90% of the time, I don't want the extra bulk. But if I could just pop it on when I wanted and take it off when I don't, I would totally use it. So there's so many cool like use cases for the MagSafe technology, um, and I, it was really fun seeing what companies were starting to do with that.
0: Let's tell people about
1: MagSafe in case they don't know. Thank you. I almost, I was like, (laughs) wait, have I defined it? So MagSafe is a new feature that Apple introduced with iPhone 12 and the whole iPhone 12 line. And basically what it is, it's the iPhone 12 has a magnet built into the back of the phone. And that magnet can be used for two things. First of all, it can be used for what I'm saying, which is you can have magnetic accessories that attach. So Apple introduced a wallet, for example, that can attach to the back of your phone. Uh, It also is charging. So it's really useful to have charging solutions that are magnetic as well, um, in the combination thereof, where you can, if you have a wireless charger that one of the problems with the normal Qi wireless charges is you have to have it perfectly aligned or it won't charge. So if you have a magnet, it helps you align it. Um, And then we'll get into some of the other examples, but like, for example, for a car, you can have a car mount that it just automatically attaches to the mount and charges through the MagSafe technology.
0: And on top of the fact that it just makes sure that the wireless charging works by lining things up, right, MagSafe also has way higher power. It's at 15 watts of charging as opposed to most Qi wireless chargers for the iPhone at least. Past iPhone models could only charge it up to 7.5 watts. So theoretically, at least, um, I haven't been able to test this to prove it, but theoretically it should be twice as fast.
1: Yeah. And, and wireless charging was notably slower than wired charging. So I think that will yeah. no longer be the case if you have a magic mount or sorry, magic mount. I, <laughs> I switched so to the specific product. Yeah. Yeah. MagSafe charger.
0: Yeah. I think this is a good, um, unless you had any other trends you wanted to talk mm-hmm. about, should we switch over to talking about some of the specific products?
1: Yeah, well, let's transition right away to the car mount that I was just talking about. This, So right. one of our award winners is Skosh. As you heard earlier, they are the sponsor of this podcast. I just like to be transparent with A, that that is true, but B, we are very, very diligent to have separation between uh, editorial and advertising. So if you're an advertiser that does not give you any extra rights to win any awards, it does so happen that we tend to go out of our way to get our favorite products to advertise. So sometimes there's overlap, um, but we just want like to be clear that we don't let that affect our editorial process. Okay. With that in mind, uh, this was a really cool product. Uh, and Number one, it had the technology we were talking about where it was MagSafe, so you didn't... One of the problems before now was in order to have a car mount, you had to have this, like... You had to have a way to attach the phone to the mount, and it was either these annoying little, like, clasps or a lot of companies have developed their own proprietary magnetic technology, but then you had to like have a magnet that you like literally like glued to your phone. So this gets around all of that. It attaches using MagSafe technology, so you don't have to add anything extra to your phone. You don't have that those annoying clasps. Uh, and what was cool about this one was a lot, most car mounts are um, they literally like suction cup to your the mount of your car, and then they hold your phone in place. But a lot of the dashes on cars aren't conducive for that. So this one actually went in your cup holder. So it was going to be pretty universal because almost everybody has a cup holder in their front seat. Um, And that also just makes it really easy to put it in and out. But it had a really nice, well thought out system for um, having the taking a phone from the cup holder in being able to position it in a way that you wanted. It had a nice, like, kind of extension system as well. A
0: telescoping uh, something. Thank you. That I nugget. knew there was a word I was missing. <laughs> yeah. No, that looks cool. And, like, I appreciated this product specifically because I have not had the best luck with car mounts. Even, um, you know, Each car design is a little different. My husband has a vent mount in his car that works well. But for me, like vent mounts always flop around and fall off. My phone's not an angle that works well. The ones that stick to the dash, a lot of times like for for me have like become unstuck. So like the cup holder, even though it's a downside is that you're using up one of your cup holders and can't then put cups in it, um, it does seem like way more secure and Skosh yeah. in general, like we've been impressed with their uh, the build and quality of their products at a pretty reasonable price. So we wanted to give them an award for that. And yeah, um, just like all the things you were saying about MagSafe, that that you appreciate. I think a big one is like Skosh products in the past, you had to stick this magnet to the back, and so I always liked the Skosh products, but was like, oh, I really don't want to do that magnet thing. So it's really nice now that with, with MagSafe that you don't have to do that. Yeah. One disclaimer um, with the Skosh, with this Skosh product, you do have to like put your own MagSafe charger in there, and we're saying it kind of reminds me of back with the Apple Watch when the Apple Watch first came out. Like most third-party products, you had to put your own charging puck in from Apple. And I think like over time, as MagSafe is around longer, a, a lot more products will have a MagSafe puck, their own MagSafe puck in there. So that you don't have to provide that for yourself.
1: Oh, that's funny. I, I didn't even catch that.
0: <laughs> yeah. So you have to like snake that through your own uh, MagSafe charger. Which
1: is Can bummer. I tell you another car accessory that I'm really excited about? Before we move Yeah.
0: On.
1: Uh, so one of our award winners is Pioneer. And Pioneer has third... They have aftermarket CarPlay units. So CarPlay is um, the technology that Apple has invented to allow you to use your iPhone's operating system on your car display. And Donna and I are both obsessed with it. Like, it is infinitely obsessed. better. It's so, so much better than the car market's, like, proprietary operating systems. Like, if you use Toyota, they have the most, the least user-friendly operating system ever in their dash. Um, and CarPlay is so easy to use, It and it really works well for, like driving where it's all Siri based. And so you don't have to look at it. You can just use voice commands. Anyway, Don and I love it. But one of the major drawbacks of it, and I actually have a pioneer unit in my really old Camry. So I, I actually really like the aftermarket units. I think that if you have an older car, you're not going to upgrade anytime soon. It's really worth the investment, especially if you're driving in a big city, because then a lot of times you're trying to you know, navigate and text and listen to podcasts all at the same time. Um, but here's the drawback: up until now, you had to have your phone plugged in, and so it's really annoying because you have to like your phone still tethered to your car, even though there's you're not ever using your phone. It's just one extra step as you get in your car, and it that that connection can sometimes be a little fragile because in a car you're bumping around and sometimes I would lose my CarPlay. So this allows you to, Apple added the functionality a couple years ago, but it's taken the manufacturers a while to catch up. This is wireless. So you can wirelessly have CarPlay on your display unit with Pioneer aftermarket units. And so you just get in your car, you turn it on, and CarPlay turns on. And you don't have to like, you don't have to find your cable, plug it in. You don't have to, like, make sure your cable isn't frayed or, like, make sure the alignment's correct. And that I really want now. I'm really excited about it.
0: I know. The, the, um, that wireless capability, I think some cars have it now, but mine doesn't. I, mine I've got doesn't a- either. VW Tiguan, that's a 2016. And um, I don't know if maybe their newer ones have it, but... um, I have a 2021.
1: I have a 2021 Toyota Highlander, and it still doesn't have it. So it's slowly rolling out, which is why I'm excited to see it. And it's one of those things, I don't know, if you're listening and you're like, that doesn't sound like a big deal. I understand you. I hear you. But it really is a bigger deal than you'd think.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Also, like, just in general, I mean, that this... The wireless charging is kind of what makes this specific new product cool. But in general, like the Pioneer having a third party option for CarPlay is pretty cool, too, because a lot of people have an older car that's working just fine. They don't want to get a new car just to get CarPlay. In general, it's a great solution. And you were really happy with it, weren't you? You're older than you had?
1: Yeah, I was. It was a great solution. Uh, And I'll, I'll tell you how much I love CarPlay. When I was shopping for my new car, I, exclu- I like I- explicitly ruled out any car that did not offer CarPlay. Like I was yeah. unwilling to go back.
0: <laughs> Have you tried Android Auto? Like I, it also has um, the new CarPlay system ha- has compatibility with Alexa and Android Auto. I'm curious what that's like compared to Apple CarPlay. I've not tried it.
1: I actually did test it out last year at CES, you know, when we could see things in person. Uh, and it, it's very similar. If you, I mean, I, I can't imagine anybody listening to this who has an Android, but it's a very yeah. comparable system that's, that works perfectly fine, like from the 10 minutes that I looked at it, at least.
0: It is cool. Like, I just think the shift in general to have the same operating system on your phone as what you have in your car and having that lineup is a great evolution.
1: I have to say, I'm actually really hoping that Apple comes out with a car (laughs) because then you can really take it to the next level where your phone can be your key. And I know they actually have that technology now for third parties, but like if you can use your phone to control everything in your car, that would be really next level and exciting. Like, You could be like, hey, Siri, turn up the heat or hey, Siri, turn on defrost. Like, There's so many cool things you could do if, if Apple came out with a car. I don't think they're going yeah. to, but I hope they do.
0: Maybe someday.
1: Okay, All tell right, me about so some some of my your favorite. Products,
0: yeah. Um we gave two awards to Belkin and I wanted to mm-hmm. mention both of their products because I thought they were cool. Um, Belkin came out I was one thing we didn't mention with trends, wireless earbuds, like true wireless earbuds continue to be a big trend. We saw a lot of them last year at CES too. Um, but like AirPods are amazing. Most people who work at iPhone Life really, really like them and recommend them highly. And so I, and I'm one of those people. <laughs> and so I am always kind of on the lookout for earbuds that have features that go bu- above and beyond what AirPods have, like unless it's going to be way better or significantly better, I'm not that interested. And I think even though, disclaimer, we did not get to try these earbuds ourselves yet because it was all over Zoom. They had, uh, these, they had some cool features that the um, AirPods don't have. The price has not been announced yet. They're going to be available in March, but they're, it's called the Belkin Soundform Freedom True Wireless Earbuds. They have the um, environmental noise cancellation. The mic quality is supposed to be really good. They have eight hours of playback as opposed to, it's like four and a half hours for the AirPods Pro, so that's significant. And then they have um, audio technology. It's called the DVLA audio technology. They partner with a different company called DVLA. And we ha- listened to a demo last year at CES of speakers that use those that same technology. Mm-hmm. And they were really, really good. So we were impressed with that and excited to see that in earbuds. And so the features that go above and beyond that, like all of that, I would say, makes these earbuds comparable to the AirPods Pro, except for that they have better battery, like more hours of playback, which is better. But then above and beyond that, they have um, compatibility with Apple's Find My app. And it's not, it's, it sounds like it's going to be better than what you can do with your AirPods. Like AirPods now, you can track them down in the Find My app if they're within Bluetooth range. Whereas the, these, the Sound Forum Freedoms are using like crowdsourcing so that you should be able to track down your earbuds like wherever they are was what what they're promising. So that sounds really intriguing to me. And I think with earbuds particularly, it's really easy to lose them, so that's kind of an important feature.
1: Yeah, I mean I what I would say I'm skeptical that it'll be better find my technology than AirPods because I think really? they're sort of leveraging the same technology. So I'm a little skeptical on that. But I what I was but excited about But like right about,
0: now they don't use, the Apple's AirPods currently don't use crowdsourcing. They just use Bluetooth. I think they do.
1: They claim to, but I agree it doesn't really? work very well. Yeah, because th- it's the same thing. I think, I think it's literally leveraging Apple's technology.
0: Oh, um, okay.
1: But I so think it'll get better. So not as
0: cool as I thought it was. <laughs> but yeah. I do think it's, um, I mean, it's nice that it at least makes it more of a competitor to the AirPods, but not, not better, I suppose. Because yeah. I've used the Find My feature for my AirPods, and I didn't think it was that good.
1: I agree. And I, but I, I think the thing, the reason why I wanted to give an award was Apple opened up this Find My Technology to third parties. And I'm really excited about the possibilities of that, of having all of my accessories be able to be found within Apple's app would be really exciting. Um, I know. And Apple will improve the Find My Technology, and then therefore this will all improve over time. Um, but yeah, I agree. It's a real pet peeve of mine, actually, that it's hard to find your AirPods. And the thing, can I tell you, I know I've complained about this in the podcast before. But I, because there's this cool feature where you can make your AirPods beep if you can't find them, but that never works for me. Does it ever work for you?
0: Not, not well. Um, It has worked a little bit, but the beep is also really quiet. It's
1: really quiet. And, like, you can't hear it. Whereas, like, one of my favorite little <laughs> Apple Watch features is you can use your Apple Watch to make your iPhone beep. And that works great. Like, I find my iPhone, like, ten times a day with that feature.
0: Yeah. No, I I, I love that, too. Um, yeah, so there, these, these headphones look interesting. Belkin also is coming out with uh, two different wireless charging stands that mm-hmm. include MagSafe and... In general, like with wireless chargers in the past, Belkin's been my favorite company. They usually have just like a nice sleek design and it works well. So I was excited to see their new, the two-in-one charger has a a MagSafe charger at the top. And I believe with these, like Belkin actually has the MagSafe charger in it. So you, or I know this, you don't have to um, include your own. So they've got that at the top, so your phone is at a really nice viewing angle. You can use it easily, and then below they have a charging pad for your AirPods. Or the three-in-one includes a charging pad for your AirPods and Apple Watch, mm-hmm. which is really nice. And um, and it's like a, a leather pad, black leather pad, metallic stand. So it's like it has a nice sleek design, and it's nice that the charging pad's like below the. Um, the MagSafe charger. So overall, it still is not going to take up much space on your desk or nightstand and will charge all your devices.
1: Yeah, I really want one. I mean, I think MagSafe, we talked about the benefits of it already, but like, it's really nice that it will um, charge your phone faster. And also it happens to me quite a bit, like maybe once a week, I will have accidentally not charged my phone because I'll put it On the charger, and it just slightly will be off. So, that Mm -hmm. like the magnet helps with that. But the third thing is what you're saying, which is the vertical charging is really nice for two reasons. Number one, you can, uh, it takes up less space on your uh, nightstand or wherever you're charging. But number two, you can see your phone while it's charging. I mean, it'll be you know across the room, but it's still really nice to be able to see your phone because you can see if you get a text message, and that only works for vertical charging. There are Qi wireless pads that are vertical, but they're a little bit more awkward because you can't secure them with a magnet. So it, it does seem like... I'm really excited about MagSafe in general, in case you couldn't tell, but I think for charging, like I, I really want... I and would recommend other people if you have an iPhone 12 to get MagSafe compatible chargers because I think you'll be really happy with them.
0: Mm-hmm. Are there any products you wanted? Other products you wanted to call out? Yeah, I to I
1: want to call out one that's not exactly in our space, but was just really cool, and I think will come to our space. And that was LG has for a few years now been working on. So LG is like the manufacturer for OLED displays. And they actually literally manufacture Apple's OLED displays, or at least they used to. I think it may be switched. But Apple LG manufactures OLED displays for other people as well as for themselves. And for years, they've been working on this rollable L, uh, OLED display. And so it's literally so thin that it's flexible, and you can roll it up. Uh, and they've, they have a few TVs like that, and they... Um, had a really cool example of a phone as like a prototype of a phone where it looked like about an iPhone size. And then as if you're watching a movie or something, it would literally expand. Um, But because in general, people have been kind of playing around with this idea. I know Samsung had like that foldable display for a while, but with a foldable display, it uh, still is pretty bulky if it's folded up. Um, but with a rollable, if it's just the screen coming out, it looked pretty thin and it looked it looked exciting. And because LG at least has in the past provided screens to Apple, it seems very likely to me that in the future, prob- probably still a couple years out, we may have this sort of technology in an iPhone.
0: Yeah, I was very intrigued by that as well. Um, it would again, it would be really fun to have like a hands-on demo. <laughs>
1: Yeah, it would have been nice, um, but it, it looked cool. I was excited yeah. about it.
0: We mentioned this as a trend, but another product I wanted to men- uh, mention that we gave an award to specifically is Targus. They have one of the uh, one of the germ killing features. It's a UVC LED light that is for your desktop space. So it's like motion sensing and will only turn on for enough time that it like it would it wouldn't harm you because UVC lights in small doses is fine, but if you like have it you know, that light directly on your skin for an extended period of time would be bad for you. Um, but so it just like, it seemed like a especially nice product because it just keeps, keeps your whole workspace disinfected, including your laptop, phone, mouse, all of that without you having to do anything from your side. Cause a lot of the products we look at, like you can put, you can clean them, um, and make sure to stay on top of that from your side. But, um, it's nice that this this product allows you to be so passive. It was kind of pricey. It's three hundred dollars and will be available in March. But we'll also link to our award winners in this podcast document if you go to iPhoneLife.com slash podcast.
1: And we have um, more you're... that we, we don't have time to cover today. We've got a we've got a lot. So yeah, definitely once that is live, make sure you go check it out.
0: Yeah. I think that's those were the main products I wanted to mention. Um, I think that's
1: a good list for now and you all can read the entire list because they're all great but we have a limited amount of time
0: (laughs) yeah Um, Um, so oh what were you going to say David? Oh,
1: I was just going to say if you're an insider though stick around we've got some bonus content for you
0: we do thank you for joining us for our, our CES coverage our annual CES coverage and we will be back in a couple weeks with a new episode for you
1: thanks everyone
0: thanks